0: Yes, sir. We're going to beat their ass in recruiting. We're going to beat their ass every time they see us. You understand that? Yes, sir. Roll that one. Fuck you. Yeah. All right. Thank you for joining the ESBC Sports Betting Podcast. We're doing the college football edition. And happy today we got uh, two reinforcements on our uh, short-term investment strategy. Really, really that's what it is and risk mitigation, I have an MBA, securities licenses, wealthy clients. So I have a uh, responsibility to protect the public and the way we do it is using business and financial concepts in sports betting. And I also do, you know, business consulting, right? That's most 90% of business consultants have no idea what they're doing at all all right so i call it business concierge so i always tell all my business owners right this one guy who's real arrogant uh, he says josh i can care less about my employees i can care less about my wife i like my mistresses though, more better than i like my wife and kids and he thinks he's super smart owns a chemical company, 30 million liquid, right? He has, we're getting him a little bit diversified off with just cash. But I tell him and I tell everybody, if you're the smartest, toughest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So to break down college football, which at this point we're at 62 up, 33 down, right? 65% which means close to right around $24,000 is where I'm at, because I'm kind of conservative. We combine that with football, which were $29,000. That's $60,000 through the first four, five weeks of college and pro football. My wife and I are always, almost close to the next tax bracket, and now Joe Biden wants to take even more of it. Right. <laughs> so my, why not why not have fun sports betting but got got to use decision science this back there so there's two guys here i might be tougher than them i might be able to bench press more than both of them but both these guys are faster than i am and smarter than i am. got dylan from st john's university finance major and remember new york in the northeast that's the birthplace of finance we're using those concepts. To bet on game. Thank you for joining us, Dylan.
1: Thank you for having me, Josh. I'm excited to give some picks.
0: All right, no, yeah, no, very excited. You're using your what you're learning in school right now. You're applying it, right? Yeah. Just like uh, Zuckerberg and Bill Gates did their junior years at a really prestigious Northeastern University. You're applying it, and you're making money. You've been close to eighty percent on the podcast. So good job.
1: I just lost <laughs> lighting in this room. There we go. Good.
0: Then we got uh, Chad Nolan, the starting wide receiver and safety for your Las Vegas Knights. He's a veteran of the CFL. He was a college football uh, player, right? He has been worked out with all the the likes of Cam Newton, Isaiah Bolton, uh, Bolden, right? And uh, Ross, John yeah. Ross well, that's what guys, <laughs> so Chad thanks thanks for
2: coming I'm on. I'm happy to be here yeah this
0: what what has been money. your percentage of the last two weeks of n f l football
2: man, I think so two weeks ago i was 70 percent and then uh, last <laughs> week I was like right at sixty percent so really big big two weeks I think I've been doing slightly better in n f l than I have in college to say my college I'm probably uh 57, 58% on the year. And my my NFL is probably about 65% on the year.
0: All right It's crazy. SPN says you can't get above 55 yeah. <laughs> they, need, they need to look at our picks. Look at the spreadsheet we got going. We verify. And Dylan, before we get going on your picks, yeah. You've been you've been like you're like around 65, 70% on the podcast. Yep.
1: Yeah, I'm hovering uh right above 60% right now for my college picks. Yep. Nice. Good job and pretty similar for nfl as well
0: yeah exactly and they and they say you can't do it and we're, we're showing people how to do it yep. we're not just doing it we're showing people uh how to do it all right so um let me get make sure i get it um uh, sure live streams on youtube They'll give those pics once i get the live stream going the pics for tonight uh we do a lot of betting strategy, but we're going to go fast tonight. Uh, one game that's going to be interesting Friday night before we get to the Saturday picks is Stanford, right? Yep. <laughs> I ended up getting Stanford. I bet Stanford twice this week, right when I saw it at plus 11. I, I bet it. So I bet it again today at plus uh, 14 and a half. I got it at plus 14.
1: Yeah. So, so we got a plus thirteen. So we all got it slightly different numbers, yeah. and right? And the thing is, right, you always have to trap around
0: for the best numbers before you go to Vegas. You do that, but games like this have gone both ways for me. As far as wow, that line is crazy, and I and it feels like you made easy money. And then sometimes it's like, oh, you know what? Vegas was right about it. Whatever it is, so kind of yeah. kind of analyze the why is what the heck is going on. Stanford, Arizona State, did that line because I didn't do my research due diligence. I checked the Stanford has a really good uh, student newspaper, right? Maybe the St. John's has a good student newspaper where the kids actually do pretty good reporting. University of Florida is doing good with a student newspaper. They have the whole athletic department uh, really pissed off, so. Uh, that's part of it. Number two rule of betting is research. that we'll put the top 10 rules of betting on the link. So tonight, I got Stanford 14 and a half, Temple plus 30. Another line. I do not know why it's so high. It's astronomical. 30 is a lot of points. And um, Tempo played really good last week against a decent team. So I don't know whether they're thinking of that. So those are my two picks for Friday night. And Temple's looking pretty good. We are live on Facebook, on uh, uh, YouTube. All right, guys. So, Dylan, what
1: do you got for us?
0: You already want to know, Coastal Carolina minus 19 yesterday.
1: Yeah, Coastal Carolina really took it to uh, Arkansas State last night and um, look to keep it rolling tomorrow, starting with Ole Miss at noon East Coast time. I'm going to take Ole Miss minus five and a half against Arkansas. Um, Both these schools are coming off losses to probably the top two teams in the nation with um, Arkansas getting blown out by Georgia and Ole Miss losing to Alabama. I think Ole Miss is going to bounce back stronger in this one than Arkansas will. Um, If you watch the game with Ole Miss and Alabama, the score didn't really reflect the way the game went. There was times in the game where you thought maybe Ole Miss will be able to crack into this, stay with them a little bit. Um, I still think Matt Corral is likely – um, going to be a Heisman favorite as the season progresses, and this is going to be a big statement game for him coming back off the loss to Bama. Um, the game's home in Oxford, Mississippi, and I think they're going put to put on a show in front of the home fans. Right, and the over-under on that is 66-and-a-half. The over-under is probably a little steep in my mind as well. I, I right, don't know. right. I, two good scoring teams, but nonetheless, I think it's a little inflated.
0: Yeah, so uh, that's a good pick. You got Ole Miss at home, Lane Kiffin against Arkansas. Then I think Arkansas, they're, they're, they're going to be a little depleted going into there. Yep. So they have a good defense. So their pride was hurt last week. So I'm going to take the under 67 on that game. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to wait for Chad to give me his opinion. I'm going to check through real quick before I give an opinion on that game. Go ahead, Chad. Well, on this Ole Miss game? Yeah.
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it was a game that I definitely was kind of looking at. Um, I really didn't. I just didn't have enough time to to really get my research in. Uh, But I mean, I I totally agree with everything Dylan said. I mean, Ole Miss, uh, Matt Corral coming back uh, off that game, it's a big game for him to to show what he can do back in front of the home crowd. you know, I, I, Arkansas's offense just doesn't impress me. Uh, they didn't impress yep. me against Texas A&M. They didn't impress me against Georgia. Uh, their quarterback, you know, he he, he just – he can't really throw the ball. You know, he's yep. um, he's a thrower, not a passer, as Josh always right. says. Um, you know, so quarterback play, Ole Miss is, is ten times better. Um, I think Ole Miss is a, a lot better of a team. Like you said, that Bama game could have been very different. Um, in front of that home crowd, getting under a touchdown uh, – um, you know, I like that all the way up to six and a half, seven. I think I'll think Ole miss wins that game by a touchdown easily. So I, I like that pick. Right.
0: And one thing I would look at, and I got the SEC pulled up here. So I look at last year's games because coaches hate to lose to the same guy twice, especially in, resume, in recruiting. They'll say, hey, we'll beat your ass. We beat their ass twice. Why the hell are you going over there to play for them? So uh, lame Kiffin, his daddy, Monty Kiffin. Uh we're over somewhere looking at Arkansas. <laughs> uh it's funny because my wife makes fun of Arkansas because she's from Florida saying Arkansas. But then I heard the governor uh commercial for the governor's race <laughs> and the lady running for governor Huckabee, who used to be in the Trump wife, called them Arkansas. So I'm I'm gonna agree a hundred percent with Dylan, man, and I'm gonna go with those. Uh we're gonna go lame, Kevin. Cool. Minus
1: five, under sixty seven. Uh, seven. All right. All right. And, and what's my, the next game you got down for uh, I'm going to stay in the SEC here. I'm going to roll with Georgia over Auburn. Um, this is kind of a pick that I'm getting on here because I feel like you don't want to miss this Georgia train too many times. They have steamroll over teams week in and week out. Their defense is so dominant. Um, To be honest, I know Bo Nix and the Auburn offense showed some signs of life against LSU last week, but I think um, they're not going to be able to move the ball very well against Georgia. Um, Last week against Arkansas, Georgia only gave up nine first downs the entire game. Um, This is a game to me that a dominant win against Auburn by over two touchdowns will be perfect to add to their resume as they're going to be a... uh, College football playoff team, obviously, and a championship contender at the end of the year. All right. Actually,
0: I'm going to go the other way on this one. All right. Uh, And this is the reason why. It's because that defense, and you can't argue too much with them because they've won a lot of uh, championships. they won a lot of Super Bowls. Is Kirby Smart's defense, defensive coordinator for Nick Satan. And Nick Satan's defense. Uh, Nick Satan's defense. And Bill Belichick's defense, right? Uh, cannot. Do not account for the quarterback. So Bo Nix. With some miraculous plays last week, yep. right? He's talented. He he's gonna run. He's gonna have to run, right? He's gonna have to run. Um, I expect him to run. And he's gonna keep it plus that 15, 15 and a half. They just put that there for a reason because Dylan's right, man. Uh, Kirby Smart. Because he's relying on that defense, he wants to keep that defense fresh, keep him off the field. They're going to have that power running game with Todd Monken. Todd Monken, head coach in college, uh, NFL, offensive coordinator. Going to develop that running game, have that running game with a monstrous offensive line, running backs. And they're going to play an old school, southern, smash-mouth football game that's going to really cut the game in half the clock's going to run He's going to play conservative he's going to pin auburn deep auburn's going to get to the 45 yard line and then they're going to play, right so well, let me see what the over under is on this game 46 and a half how much 46 and a half 46 and a half so vegas is saying too this could be uh a uh, low scoring game. So I'm going to stay away from that. That's actually pretty good. Cause this could be a fourth quarter game where in the fourth quarter, Georgia turns the real offense on and scores a couple touchdowns, but doesn't cover, uh, what Dylan has is 15 and a half. So I'll take it to 16 it's really at 15 already. I- I'll leave it at that. I'm going to go, uh, your Auburn Tigers plus 15 and a half against Georgia. Now, Chad will break the tie.
2: Man, so I'm kind of in the middle on this one. Uh, do we know if JT Daniels is expected to play for Georgia or are they going with their backup again?
0: They won't say till game time. Yeah. But um, I, I suspect that at some point uh, he has a lat injury. He played the game before and he's practicing with the ones. So I, I think if it's a close game, he'll be there in the second half. If he doesn't start. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's something that I'll be looking at um, before,
2: you know, this might be a game. I'm probably going to stay off. If I had to pick one side, I think I'm leaning a little bit Josh's way just because, you know, Vegas is telling us the total is 46 and a half. So we know it's going to be lower scoring. Right. And with a 15 point, number over that key number of 14 um you know i think that you know it's it's harder to cover larger spreads when the total is lower it's a lower scoring game it's gonna it's it's, you know they're they're telling us that it's gonna be kind of a lower scoring game which is gonna be harder for that team to cover 15 points over that Mm -hmm. key number i could easily see georgia winning this game by 14
0: right
2: Um, 17 with a late field goal or a late drive 21 um, I really do like Bo Nix. Uh, I think he, his, his, uh, the way he can run and he, and he's not just fast. He's a physical guy too. He can, you know, really, you know, take, take some load of carrying the ball. Um, right. So yeah, I, I would lean Auburn plus 15 because of the total being so low and it being over that key number of 15 and the uncertainty with the Georgia starting quarterback. Um, But, yeah, that's going to be a game-time decision for me. I'm not jumping on anything right now. I'm going to be watching that line and reading up and seeing what the pregame is looking like and and make a decision late. All
0: right. All right. Fair enough. So, and the thing about Bo Nix is that uh, he can tire out the defensive line, chasing him
1: around all day. So they can get, like, a cheap late score either with a backdoor cover, right? No, yeah. Essentially what you're kind of banking on here, being a, someone backing George, is you're going to think oh, Auburn's not going to score. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. that's, a, that's kind of you're going maybe they'll score a touchdown or a field goal, but you're kind of banking on not too much more than that. You know? Right. Because then it starts to get a little iffy. Right. But.
0: All right. So that's Jordan. that game. What's, what's the other game? Uh, one here, actually, I'm very impressed. What's the next game you got, Dylan?
1: Yeah, so the next game, I actually, I'm going to double bet. In the same game, I'm going to take a total and a side here. I'm going to go to the University of Texas-San Antonio against Western Kentucky game here. And um, this game, I'm going to take the over, and I'm going to take uh, UTSA plus three and a half. So um, Western Kentucky... So far this year, they haven't been able to run the ball basically whatsoever, but their offense actually, I mean, their passing attack actually ranks best in the nation. They average 440 yards through the air per game. Um, they're an over machine so far. They've hit the over total in five of their um, last five games. The total for this game is sitting at 70 right now. Um, yeah, but uh, Texas San Antonio is six and one against the spread in their last seven. They're a very strong team this year as well. Very experienced team. And, um, I think they're going to stay right with them. There's going to be an sh- old fashioned shootout right down to the wire. And I think, uh, Texas San Antonio will come out on top. I'm going to take the points to, um, as a little cushion for myself. And I think they're going to hit a high over total in this one.
0: I, I 100% agree with, uh, the over on this. Go over on this game. Now, I watch Western Kentucky every week because last year, playing for Houston Baptist football is Ben Rathlash. Ben Rathlash is a receiver on the uh, Western Kentucky team. He hasn't caught as much balls as he did as it, when he was at, uh, at Houston Baptist. But the same offensive coordinator does at Houston Baptist, is the same offensive coordinator for Western Kentucky, right? So, Keeley, his best friend is Clingsbury, who Clingsbury uh, is the air He's the head coach of your Arizona Cardinals, right? So, it's gonna be a high scoring game. Western Michigan came back, well, Western Kentucky came back after um, Michigan State, right? Michigan State, right, Here we go. They are playing Michigan State, and it was a back and forth game that kind of got beat up. So this line is at three and a half, four. Uh, San Antonio's coming up there to play them. Uh, so that's, that's, that's one that we're going to be offices on. Dylan's going to be fine. gonna right. Cause I think Western Kentucky, it is going to go over for sure. We agree on that. Western Kentucky is going to roll them. All right. All right. So you guys see this right here? Yep. So when we talk plus one with Bo Nix, this is what we're talking about. You got six offensive linemen. He's got a blocker here. He's got a blocker here. So he have got eight blockers. You got on the front. You have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in the box. So let me ask you this question, Dylan. If you got eight blockers and seven in in the box, right? Yep. It's you got over plus you. one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So the opposite is true, right? but it's easier said than done right if we were on there we have no idea who, who, where the front is right and then you have the safety and look, look look where his eyes are his eyes are in the backfield you can't do that cuz you're going to get behind
1: so this is a one
0: shell defense now if 35 was back right that would be a two shell defense all right all right cuz what do you guys take here with care.
2: yeah what do you guys what do you guys have for that total what number do you guys give it
1: um I got it at 70 flat last night.
2: Okay. So it looks like it's going it's going up. It looks like it's right. I see 71
0: right now. Oh, right. yeah. So get it now. So people listen yeah. to, you know, the live stream we'll yeah, post it right away. That's probably get gonna that, keep, get that keep number now. Up. Now get that over now. Before because I've seen it fly up to 79.
2: 71 and a half on mine right now. I'm gonna jump on 71 and a half. I think that thing's gonna keep going up till game time. Probably see yeah. 73. Yeah.
0: No, I like where we're going with uh with, with Dylan, man. Some good stuff. <laughs> this is the best sports betting podcast in the history. Yes, sir. Of all times in the history of sports betting. So uh, you got something on that. Those Kentucky Wildcats with Coach Stoops, right? Yep. Coach Stoops, the SEC, and you got – what are your thoughts on that game, uh, Dylan?
1: Yep. So uh, Kentucky is 5-0 and in their last five games at home, and they're undefeated so far this year. So I think some may view this game after coming off a big game against Florida. You might think this is going to be like a, a letdown game from them. They're, they're going to pull back, maybe regress back to the mean a little bit. Right. But I think that this is going to be a spot where they act, where they continue to build on all the success they've had so far this year, and they're going to keep rolling and they're going to roll over an LSU team that is weaker than they've been in past years. And I think Kentucky is going to come out victorious in this one.
0: All right. So now I could be
1: biased,
0: right? Cause you got to look at what your biases are because uh, you know, Dylan's probably right about Eisen trophy winner, Matt Corral. but Chad and I, Think that the Heisman Trophy favorite right now is Shad's brother at Oregon State. Champs, <laughs> We
1: made that he made say that because we're me some money last week. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, guys. Man. Listen
0: to us, man. Where's the Oregon State football? He's made me experts. money.
1: He's six
2: and one against the spread as a starter. There you go. That's <laughs> incredible. Wow. Yeah,
0: he's he's cash
2: money, man. <laughs> That's incredible. Seven and one after this week, man. I'm gonna keep riding.
0: right right and i bet all those games and Oregon State basketball i'm actually like 19 0 in oregon state i was like jogging today and i was thinking to myself i'm donating ten thousand dollars to usf because that's where i graduated from this year i'm gonna have to donate some of my betting winnings to oregon state man for winning so i could be biased because of coach 12 I, I really, uh, I don't know Cocho. he could be a, a complete uh, jerk. Um, he divorced his wife because um, she divorced him for neglect. All he does is recruit and watch film. And they lost last week, right? Yep. He, he gets, loses two in a row and they might fire him like less Miles. But players love him. Kentucky, see LSU is more of a blue blood program.
1: Kentucky's a
0: developmental program, and Coach Stoops has done a bang up job. His dad died. Daddy Stoops, has all the coaches. His dad died at an Ohio football game, where he was the volunteer defensive coordinator. He didn't have to do it. All his sons. Have been millions and millions of dollars. Uh, Bob Stoops won the national title, right? And he's a volunteer defensive coordinator on the sideline when he died of a heart attack in quadruple overtime when the, his high school kicker missed the extra points. <laughs> That's how Daddy Stoops' dad, dad died. So he, he dialing up great game plans. He was at home against Florida. Very physical game. Uh, the whole SEC did de- illegal hitting. That's why they have been more physical. They're going to be beat up. just going to want it a little bit more. So for that, I'm going to I'm going to go against what Dylan's saying. What do you think, Chad?
2: I, I really don't have any input in this game. I was on Kentucky last week because you told me it looks good, and I trust you. <laughs> um, I have not seen. Kentucky or LSU play this year. Um, like, I miss LSU-UCLA game. I've been kind of keeping up with what they've been doing, but I have not seen either team play. Um, right. So, based off the rules of betting, that is a game that I really should not bet. Um, no, I really exactly. It's perfect. i probably going to stay off of because haven't seen either team play. Um, I trusted you last week, you know, with Kentucky. You know, I know you do your research, and we, we got that one right. Um, Never bet blindly. But uh yeah, I, I uh I re- I really don't I ha- you know I haven't I haven't watched these teams close enough. I haven't
0: done the research on this
2: one. Um I can't really break this tie. Just
0: yeah, and just since I've lived 20 years in the south, I instinctively follow the SEC out of yeah. a pure habit.
1: Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> you can see like out of my eight picks tomorrow, I have four from the SEC, just because that's what I want to watch all day long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, exactly. They You're have right. the best athletes. that got the most players in the NFL. Alabama by themselves have seventy players in the NFL, including wow. three starting quarterbacks. Yep. Uh, and that's your next pick. So we got a split decision, man. That's why people have to make their own picks. Yeah. Uh, maybe Dylan, both Dylan and I win this because I'm gonna. I take the the extra number plus four LSU against Kentucky. All I right. think it's an overreaction on Kentucky because they they do not have. If you measure, it, I love betting a dog when I know my team and it's my team for a day because I bet on them. but uh when I know my team has more talent LSU has more talent than Kentucky man man
1: I agree definitely and coming off a
0: loss all right what's the next game Dylan
1: yeah sure so um next up is going to be Michigan minus three against Nebraska so um Michigan's traveling down to Nebraska tomorrow um, I think Nebraska doesn't do enough defensively that that they're going to be able to create turnovers against Michigan. And Michigan's offense isn't really complex enough to the point where they're going to make a lot of mistakes. They're very uh, conditional with the way that they operate. Um, I think Michigan will just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Their defense is going to – it's proven that they can come up with big stops when they need it so far this year. They're 4-1 against the spread in their last five. And um, I think by a field goal against Nebraska is a fair line for them, and I definitely uh, like them there.
2: Yeah, I love that pick, man. That was that's one of my six picks. Um, okay, nice. Yeah, that's one of mine. I think I, I I kept doing my research. I couldn't figure out why that line is so low. I mean, right, I get it's, which
1: it's, kind of scares right. me a little yeah, bit because exactly, I was what yeah. that that was when I first went through the board. That one stood out to me the most. Out. right out exactly. Away. And whenever that happens, though, I'm kind of like, all right, yeah. why is this? Like, what's wrong with it? But yeah, I, what do they know? I mean, I I watched Nebraska right. lose to
2: Illinois the first game of the season. Yes, yeah. I've watched Nebraska a couple times. Man, they're very underwhelming. Yeah, uh, yeah. I you know I love yeah. Harbaugh. I love what Michigan's been doing. I mean, giving me I can get them at two and a half. Um, Michigan winning by a field goal. I mean, I mean that's that's beautiful. I don't I, exactly. I don't know what Vegas knows that we don't know, but that's uh. I mean, I think that's one of the best plays of the day on the board, for real.
1: Yeah. You yeah, thinking? no, I, I 100%
0: agree with that. So we got three in agreement, so maybe people can double down on that one. Because yeah. they're all uh, liking the Wolverines, minus three at Nebraska. The other thing, too, is that Scott Frost seems to have trouble with uh, special teams. And that's something Michigan excels, excels at. All right, what's, what's the next thing we got for Till?
1: Yep, so I'll uh, go to the next one, back to the SEC. I'm taking Alabama minus 18 against uh, Texas A&M. It's a big line, but um, Texas A&M has been very underwhelming so far this year. I bet against them on a few occasions. I don't like anything that they're doing there right now. Um, their backup quarterback who came in early on in the season, he hasn't really shown much yet. Um, I think Alabama is – honestly, they're not really going to be challenged until they meet Georgia eventually. And kind of like I said with Georgia, how they're just going to keep rolling over teams, that's what I see with Alabama here. And it's uh, one that you don't have to be afraid of the big line. I think that Bryce Young, their quarterback, is going to continue to impress and make his uh, Heisman campaign this week with a big highlight reel. Yeah. uh, This is a game uh, Chad and I were going back and forth this week. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, well,
2: I know me and Josh have been going I've, – I've been on – I'm on your side, Dylan. I've been kind of liking the Bama minus 18. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't think that Texas A&M can really – you know, if Bama gets – is covering that spread at any point, I just don't see Texas A&M coming back. Um, No, you know, me too.
1: Yeah. Offensively, I
2: just don't see them scoring on Bama's defense. Me neither.
1: Um, it could be one where maybe they got a few stops in the first half, hang around for a little bit, but I think eventually it's just going to – you know, but you know, Josh did,
2: did make some good points just about um Jimbo Fisher, the corporate governance there, and the booster money involved in Texas A and M, and how you know, it it is it is in his contract almost to cover these type of games because there is so much booster money of Texas A and M betting Being wagered this, on this game. this Texas A and M plus eighteen line, which kind of you know makes sense and does does kind of scare yeah, me a little, yeah, um, but. If you know, it, it it's made me rethinking staying off of it. But if I have to bet this game, I'm I'm with you, Dylan. I think Bama minus 18 is the better side. Cool. I just I just I just think they're so much more talented than Texas A&M, and Texas A&M's offense is just so bad. I just I just yeah can't see them scoring. On, no, on I know. Bama. I
1: mean, yeah, me too.
0: Right. So they were saying they might do a Willis Reed thing. Willis Reed was this guy for the Knicks that came hurt. He stumbled onto a playoff game, and the crowd went crazy. Uh, If they bring the original starter back, he's like the miracle starter. I think that'll pump a lot of people up. Uh, The way I've covered this game, twice now. But this is with Mon at quarterback. Same line, plus 18. Jimbo is trying to cover the spread, and he scores a couple of backdoor touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Uh, The mentality is what we saw last night, Uh, uh, Peralta, whatever his name is, uh, the ref guy. I I don't listen. I haven't – I've had it on mute for years. But with a double punt, right, I see him come on, and I start laughing because the ref threw the flag. And I could tell the ref threw the flag, right, because he didn't know what the hell just happened. He's like, what just happened? Let me just throw a flag so we can discuss this, right? And uh, I read this morning where Peralta went out there and said, oh, you can't uh, kick it twice. Well, yeah, you can. And then I pulled up the, the rule book and I'll have a, a link to the rule book for you guys. And I a rule book on the spreadsheet we have and Peralta just instinctively wanted to defend the refs. Oh, no, you can't do it. Yes, you can. Right. So just that mentality of, and we're talking millions of dollars, uh, Jimbo Fisher makes $10 million a year, he makes more than Satan. Satan makes $9 million a year. And I was actually on the inside how they structured Jim Harbaugh's contract with a life insurance policy, where the money goes to a whole life policy, you can take the money in and out all you want. Right without paying taxes tax mitigation. So those guys have those same types deal so with so much money involved and then plus the 18 says something to me off the key numbers <laughs> with the plus side so purely off that not even looking at the team's ability that's the reason why you Texas A&M so like Stanford what am I missing let's go watch this and what I might be missing is what your guys are saying that Texas A&M's quarterback especially not the starters really sucks unless he takes off like Johnny Manziel <laughs> You're not going to do anything. All right, you got any more
1: games, uh, Dylan? Yeah, I just have one last game, so I'm going to be taking uh, Memphis plus three against Tulsa. Um, it's now – I believe the line is now up to three and a half. I got it at three last night. Uh, I think Memphis has a good ground game this year. They're averaging 181 yards per game right now. Tulsa is um, has nine turnovers through five games this nine offensive turnovers and um, their quarterbacks thrown eight picks already. I think that that's going to be the key in this contest. Um, I think Memphis is going to be able to turn him over enough times in order to um, stay with them and win the game. I think Memphis actually has more talent than Tulsa as well. And as you're saying before, getting them as a dog, um, I like them in this spot tomorrow night.
2: Yeah, man, this is a game that I, I kind of briefly glanced over. Um, just like Memphis as a dog against Tulsa, I kind of just I, – I didn't do too much research on it, though. I don't have too much input. Um, but definitely, I mean, uh, everything you said I like. And I think that, you know, T- Memphis is a good team. Giving me yeah. three and a half points. Um, and Tulsa's, you know, been inconsistent. I mean, I, I watched them lose to UC Davis' first game of the year. Um, I think Memphis is the better team here. Yep, and getting the three and a half points over that key number, uh, I, I like I like Memphis. I, I like Memphis a lot in, in this spot.
1: Yeah, Tulsa's one and four on the season right now. I think the only reason why the odds are really favoring them is because they're the home team. But I still think by a field goal, I like uh, like Memphis. Yep.
0: All right. So as you can see there, the pennant down there. I graduated from the University of South Florida, and out of habit, I studied the whole conference which I really think that the, again, it could be biased, but based on performance Cincinnati doing well, I feel that the American conference is a better conference top to bottom than the Big 12 and the Pac-12 and the ACC. But again, it could be biased because I have a school that I graduated from there. I donate $10,000 a year. That's why I say we because I donate money to that. So I follow every team in the conference. Tulsa. Team's going two-year cycles, right? So we said in the preview podcast. Uh, going two-year cycles. The, the, the top cycle was last year for uh, Tulsa, right? They were 4-8 in 2019, 6-3 last year. I went to a ball game. But they returned 10 on offense, 8 on defense. But they've only won one game, right? Last year when they played... Memphis, they they didn't play Memphis last year. So Memphis does have a better roster. I feel that this is a game that Dylan, thank you Dylan for bringing this game up because I call this Vegas jacking people that do not do their research. I think the wrong team is favored at this. Right. So do I. It said something about the numbers. So uh, I'll take Memphis all day, every day. All swaps. Who knows? Maybe uh, the head bookmaker got fired and they got like the uh, cousin who so and so filling in because some of these lines are way off. So am I missing something? I'm going to bet them anyways. This line seems way off. Memphis has a lot better roster from top to bottom. They beat Mississippi State, but they didn't just beat Mississippi State. They beat up Mississippi State. If you saw that game, it was a big game for me. Uh, because I wanted that conference to do well. I want the University of South Florida to do well. So it was a big for the AAC to physically dominate an SEC team, right? And they and they did it. They, they outplayed Mississippi State, and then they won the game. Uh, so Memphis plus four at Tulsa. Tulsa's year was last year. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that seems like that line is wrong. Yep.
2: It's almost like they put the plus and the minus for the wrong teams. <laughs> right. Uh, they flipped it.
0: Right, and then the over under sixty one. Uh, I could see this being an ultra shootout. Should easily go over that. Those sixty one points.
2: So you like over sixty one, Josh?
0: Yeah, both teams are going to try to outscore each other. It's going to be kind of like that uh, Tulsa Houston game the other night. No. All right, so you got Memphis Tigers, and you got benefactors, billionaire benefactors, who earmark over five hundred million dollars towards the football program, and that's what Fred Smith did uh, with that program, and that's why they're good, and that's why they can pay for coaches and assistants. Another thing to look at: Mike McIntyre, the defensive coordinator for Memphis. He's an elite coach. Remember, Mike McIntyre at Colorado. He took that program from nowhere, and he got uh, me chewed out of Colorado. All right, so I think we handle all the ones we're gonna do. We're gonna run through the Pac twelve real quick, and I'm gonna tell chats uh, my picks. Let me know what you think. What do you think, uh, Dylan? And I know Dylan, you have to go. So let me know anytime. You have sure, to go. We're cool, but this is where we're gonna finish with. All right. For Pac-12, I got Arizona, plus 17, over 61 points against your UCLA Bruins. You got two offensive coaches. I like Jed Fish at Arizona because he never played football. So I never played football, but I can say I know a little bit about football, even though I never played. Uh, UCLA's defense is horrible. Uh, you know, Dylan, myself, and Chad, we can get eight other guys, and we can put uh, we can put 28 points on UCLA and Arizona, <laughs> for that matter. So this has overwritten all over it, man. There's no defense going to be played in this game. And even if UCLA gets a big lead, Arizona's not going to stop trying to score. Jordan McLeod is lights out. I have no idea why he's not the starting quarterback for the University of South Florida. He threw five touchdowns against you can't finish university last year. Almost by himself, he won that rivalry game. It really, he was almost by himself, winning almost winning games for yourself with no line or nothing. He would run around and, and always find a way to win. So now at Arizona against UCLA, he wins the starting quarterback job. Uh, so that's why I'm doing that there. Uh, again, a game I could be very biased with. I think Oregon State is going to roll over completely, just blow out. Washington State, uh, I didn't have time. I got interrupted by a high Point client today. How their day. Uh, but I was trying to find out if uh, Washington State was going to have their coach. Irregardless, they're in disarray. They're trying to rely on the defense. So usually they're an offensive club, but uh, defense works down. Had a good game last week. I, I see them returning to a mean. Oregon State has a lot of momentum, right? And Chad's brother, um, his his passion efficiency is about 70%, right? And uh, they have a great running game. And the defense, I think, wants to keep themselves tight as they want to make a Pac-12 title run. All right? And then the last game I got is actually um, – I hate the Gators, right? It, you know, it's great to be a Florida Gator. If you get to the they it's like, it's like, yeah, you know? So, but I got a minus 38 because of uh, the loss last week against Kentucky. Uh, everybody's mad. People want Mullen fired. Mullen's an offensive of guy. Uh, the defense has a lot of pride. So the, the prideful Florida defense is not going to let Vanderbilt score. Vanderbilt probably – actually, I was going to ask you about the UConn-UMass game, right? That's, one of my, yeah.
2: that's my favorite. <laughs> hey, that under 57 is my favorite play of the day. <laughs> that's
1: a toilet bowl. Yeah. No, right. because the I winner
0: be- gets to play Vanderbilt. <laughs> I mean I think the, Vanderbilt that, already played one of these losers. Yeah, I was gonna but say yeah, Vanderbilt's
1: horrible after. I was gonna say the all I need to know to agree with that pick is that Yukon just played Vanderbilt last week and uh UConn could have won the game. They lost by under a field goal. So I mean if they if Yukon's hanging with Vanderbilt, Florida is gonna blow them out of the water, they won't they won't score. I agree.
0: And, and this is the other thing too, right? They're already a loser team, they already know they're gonna lose yep. Gainesville inland. Because at least where I lived on the Gulf, in Florida, there was a little bit of wind or something. There's no wind there. So you're down by 50 points and 100% uh, humidity, 90% heat. You're not going to feel like I'm going out there, especially oh, yeah. on defense. Yeah, it's going to be nasty. Nasty. So you can see that? Ninety-four percent humidity. <laughs> yeah, forgot about it. Forgot about it. And you got full pads on and a mask, and you're down by 50 in the fourth quarter in the swamp. We call it the swamp for a reason. Yep. What do you think about those picks, Chad? I like that
2: pick. I think that's They Vanderbilt is just so outmatched in that in that environment. Uh, it's, right. it's gonna get ugly. Yeah, yeah. But but then I love too like that uh that UConn UMass game you brought up. One of my picks, I love the under a 57 in that game. Right. I think that both these teams are haven't won a game. You know, they're both up. These are one of the three games they're getting motivated for. I think the motivation is gonna be very high. They're both trying to get a win, man. You know, I was on a one in ten and a two and nine college team, <laughs> and those games where you knew. These are the one. Oh, this is our only chance. You know, we got these two games on the schedule, so I'm expecting very, you know, good game plans, very good schematics. UConn is averaging 16 and a half points a game, UMass is averaging 14.6 points a game, about a little over 31. Now, they're giving up both, you know, 40 and 47, but that's against much, um, you know, better talent and better offenses, right? With their offenses combined, right? At- 31 points. Um, and that number 57, um, you know, you're giving me 26 extra points above, you know, 13, you're giving me two touchdowns on both sides for them to go over their season average and still give me that under, I think it's going to be a competitive game. I think those teams, you know, they got this game circled on the schedule. They're trying to get a win, man. They're both have not won a win does does wonders man having a season like that man a win can go a long way so i think that's just going to be a really competitive game and i think that number is just way too high. i think you know it should be more around 45 yeah um, 40 maybe 46 so i think you know we're getting 10 11 points there i really like that one to come under 100 that makes a lot of sense because
0: uh blue spanos Luis Spanos, I remember when he was a defensive coordinator at UCLA, and they had a bad defense, but he got them to play well, and they ended up being one of the better defenses in the Pac-12. Yep. All right, man, final words. I love this podcast. It was really good. We gave people a lot of really good information and making people a lot of money. We'll go got, Dylan and Chad three, with the final I words. More,
2: I got three picks, Josh.
0: All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I
2: got USC – Minus two and a half in the Coliseum against Utah.
0: We agree uh, on that one.
2: I think they've they've been blown out by Stanford and Oregon State. Coach fired um, in bad fashion. Right. Uh, Utah does is, is not very good offensively. Um, they're pretty good defensively, but you know USC probably has the best talent when it comes to running back and receivers in the Pac-12. Um, a lot of talent there just just skill set size and speed wise athleticism wise i think they're going to win this game by two three touchdowns i think they're going to get a a nice handily win um you know they got you know they're they're only two in the coliseum they got to get a win in front of their home crowd uh you know they they had kind of a good turnaround against colorado last week um so i like usc to bounce back and get their first win in the coliseum this year um next pick i have is uh, middle Tennessee right here, plus 20, plus 20 <laughs> against Liberty. I think Liberty is very overvalued.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: minus 20 in this game. I think that is a, a very inflated line. I think with their quarterback, I think Liberty has been getting a lot of hype in the media. Um, I, you know, they, we have, we're all of them losing to Syracuse. Uh, you know, Syracuse just lost to Florida state. Syracuse is not a world beater. It's not a, you know, a great team that they lost to, um, you know, we, uh, middle Tennessee against Charlotte two weeks ago, had a great offense of performance. They put up 39 and then against, uh, Marshall last week, they put up 34 beat Marshall, um, Chase Cunningham, their quarterback, you know, was there. He's a walk-on was there. My brother was there. Um, He's, he's turning a corner. I think last, the last two weeks, um, shaton mobley a running back that i you know i'm good friends with uh we hung out a few times my brother was there great kid he worked Um, out
0: with you right i remember
2: you talking about he worked out with you he's gonna come out here and and train with with me for his uh his nfl um his draft prep but man he went for 15 carries for 132 last week he is a six foot 230 pound bruiser and he wears teams down um I think middle Tennessee is going to be able to keep this one close. They're going to be able to score some points on Liberty's defense. 20 points is just too much in that one. So I like, I really like middle Tennessee. I like, I like your
0: logic on that. Yeah. The plus
2: plus 20. And then. um, Then also I like Florida state plus 17 and a half against the Tar Hills. Um, You know, they, 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 They've played really close games all through. Um, you know, they lost to Notre Dame in overtime. They lost by eight points to Louisville. They just beat Syracuse last week.
0: Yeah, talk to you into that one.
2: Yeah, I, I, I really I, – I think that uh, the talent there at Florida State is, is you know, they're, they're a talented team. They might be more talented than North Carolina. Mackenzie right. Mil- Milton um, is, you know, a, a Heisman caliber quarterback, and he's coming into his stride. Um, you know, I, I, I just think Florida state is going to, you know, they, they might lose this game by two touchdowns. I just think 17 and a half is too many points there. Uh, I I like Florida state to cover that one. And then my final pick of the day is Louisville at home minus two and a half against Virginia. Uh, Louisville has just the, I've watched them a few times this year. Uh, we bet them against you can't finish university, right? for us. Uh, you know, they covered uh, forest state, they lost they covered last week against Wake Forest. They lost a heartbreaker by three points, right? Uh, I like them to come back from that heartbreaking loss to Wake Forest against a team I think they're better than. I really like their quarterback. He can go get you three first down with his legs, no problem. Yeah. Um, he's a very athletic, uh, tough kid, competitor. Um, and I, I think they're going to cut two and a half under the key number at home coming off a tough loss. I really like to be able to bounce back and, and get this win and cover that line. And that's uh, uh, that's all I got. That's the rest man, of it. Man, you're
0: me. bringing heat on, the, on those last two, man. Yeah. That was good. That was a good heat. I was getting excited. <laughs> it really good really logic. logic. That was Blue good. It, yeah. it was good. Did you get excited because you like seeing those, those tickets in your bankroll blow up when it's like that? Yeah. And, yep. and and again, half of this is math, pattern recognition. Uh North Carolina has been an inflated line team all year. All year. And then Liberty again, same thing with them. Oversold stock. Yeah. All right,
1: final last word, Dylan. Yeah, so um I really enjoyed this. Um, so excited for the games tomorrow. Um, probably the best best thing I heard tonight, though, was when uh Chad was saying I know Josh is something you always say too about how you never give a pick that we don't, we don't do a ton of research on. I think that's something exactly. that we all came with good research today. And for any of the listeners out there, that's got to be the number one thing, I think, in gambling. And you put in a pick that you're confident about, you're more excited about it, and feels even better when you hit it because you know you put in the work for it. So, yep. definitely, yeah.
0: A hundred percent. And this is a business meeting with a purpose and an outcome. I paid for a lot of stuff with betting money. My wife hasn't bought gasoline since 2011. So, uh, this is business, and you have to do your research in business. It's number two rule of betting. Besides, so never bet your own team. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, you don't have to pay extra sports $300 a month. All you have to do is listen to the podcast and follow us on Twitter. We're exactly. giving you this stuff, not because of philanthropy or religion, it's because it's business. The more you give, the more you get back. That's why Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Sports Betting Podcast.